Well, the fuck's up, folks? How are you all doing on this Saturday? And uh, I was just uh, thinking about the Legion of Skanks. I don't know if y'all are interested in comedy, you know. This is uh, supposedly the most fucking offensive podcast, you know, out there. That's how they build themselves. And I'd say, you know, for many years, they, 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 uh, they definitely held that title, certainly in terms of mainstream um, or, you know, anything close to mainstream. Um, but now, you know, these guys are all uh, family men and career guys. They they could turn it into company men, I think, you know, and I think, I think, I just, you know, most edgy podcast, really? I don't, are they as edgy as I am? (laughs) I don't fuck, why, because they have a fucking Puerto Rican that likes to say nigger? No, I don't think that makes them edgy, you know, that's, that's, that's clickbait, dude. That's all that is. That's, yeah. You, you know, you, people will click if they, you know, just just because. Oh, my God, there's a chance to be outraged. Right? So a half-rate Puerto Rican <laughs> that's fucking desperate to be white. Dude, Luis J. Gomez is like, oh, my God. I, 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 don't, I don't mind at all, but <laughs> he wants to be white so bad. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, then you got the intellectual, so-called, um, you know, the open Jew, Dave Smith. Um, and then there's a third guy, uh, uh, Big J. Okerson, who's uh, kind of a crypto Jew. I mean, if you if you ask him, he'll tell you he's Jewish, but you basically have to ask him to get it out of him, which I like about him. Um, he doesn't make, you know, Jewish his, like, identity. He's a comedian and a American and... I don't think he's religious, so he doesn't, you know, he's just, yeah, he's just, but there was a time when we would call that a crypto Jew, but Jay Okerson really doesn't fit that bill, because he's not working in the interests of these money-powered assholes, he's he's actually, you know, he he fucking kind of gave up what could have been a much more profitable career to, uh, to, to do what he wanted, you know, to continue to be the comedian that he wanted to be and have the friends that he wanted to have. That's the one thing you get from Legion of Skanks is authentic- authenticity still. Um, those guys are buddies. There's no doubt about that. Um, and, uh, you know, and, but, in my, you know, Jay Okerson, he fucking carries that show. Totally. Dude, um, for Louis J. Gomez, you know, that guy's not fucking funny, guys. Sorry. And for, for, for my tastes... I, and I've seen his special. I, I did not impressed. Not impressed at all. And he makes fun of fucking white people. So cliche. So fucking cliche for a fucking black Puerto Rican to make fun of white people. Especially one that likes to say nigger and desperately wants, wishes he was white. Yeah, okay. So, uh, Big J. Ogerson is the heart and soul of that show. No doubt about it. Uh, Lewis is their stooge. Okay? Lewis is like there for Dave and Jay to make fun of. Um, yeah, even though he's kind of the brains behind the operation. I would say you know, he's got no talent as far as funny, but he's got drive and emote. He just, yeah, they, I, they, he's got other talents, but comedy's not really one of them. Um, Dave really kind of barely participates, you know, Dave's, like, you know, he, he won't say anything that's, you know, controversial, you know, um, he'll sometimes make fun of, like, 
you know, he'll say some very vanilla shit about Jews or something, or some very, very vanilla shit about somebody else, but he's, and Dave Smith, he's, he's nursing a fucking political career, dude, it's obvious, so, don't expect much from him, um, yeah, he, yeah, so barely participates, and he's, he's stuck up. He just comes off as stuck up. Compared to Jay and uh, Lewis, he's just a stuck up, apparently big-dicked fucking skinny Jew. That's all he, Dave Smith is. Um, yeah, so you got the half-black, uh, excuse me, half-black, half-Puerto Rican, yeah, that says nigger as if it was uh, used to, Kind of a blase, like as if it was, if it, as if it was part of his regular speech, even though it's obviously not. He's like forcing it. You can tell. The Jews he works with, you know, they usually refrain from using the quote N word. They won't say nigger, um, but they uh, their buddy can. Right? They let Lewis take uh, take the heat, and they fucking giggle. They go on Rogan. Lewis doesn't. Right? Can you put those together? Are they using Lewis? Is Lewis using them? I think, yeah, probably all together. They totally, um... What, what the fuck? Uh... Oh, yeah. And, and getting to the point where they totally ham it up, like, on every time. Every, it's, like, it's, it's getting very hammy, 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 hammy. And if you guys listen to the show, you'll know how Jay Ogerson feels about hamsters, ham people. Um, yeah... They anytime they're talking about like sexist, racist, or anything that's like anti woke, it's 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 hammy. It's not serious, right? They're not seriously anti woke. They're not seriously against this movement. They're still on YouTube, dude. That so that's really all. How can the most offensive podcast in, on earth be on YouTube? Give me a break, okay? So the they're falling apart here. Um. I've listened to them for years, and they've become just kind of, just, I don't know, not that great. Now, they all have careers, right? They all have careers. They need to protect their careers. Lewis, you know, uh, Lewis's only son is being raised by a black man. (laughs) And he still gave his whore wife, or ex-wife, a comedy career. Yeah, gave her a fucking podcast, set her up with a comedy career, bitch is off and running, and sucking that black dick all the way. What more do you have, what what more do you like, have to do to be a cuck, right, dude? This is like the definition of a fucking cuck. Grovel to your ex about parenting Act as if you have any rights, power, or if you're not, or, or as if you're not paying through the fucking nose to be cucked. And that's, you know, he, he comes off like this is all like, oh, we have such, you know, we're dealing with it like such mature people. I'd be fucking, I don't know, dude. I'd be in, enraged if I would not let a black man raise my fucking child at all. Wouldn't let a black man near my daughter. No. Anyways. The Puerto Rican rattlesnake, <laughs> quote unquote, pays a nigger, you know, he pays a nigger to be the daddy in his son's life. First off, his ex is a whore that replaced him in weeks. 
Yeah, and basically she was already fucking playing in the mud when Lewis was making money for, you know, this nothing, right? So girls, right, right, and they don't leave their fucking their bread and butter until their 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 bread is buttered on the other side already, right? So she was already deep in the mud while she was fucking. You know, Lewis was probably sucking his uh, black guy's leavings. Anyways, I'm gonna get too gross on you guys. The one legitimate skill that <clears throat> that fucking Spick has is marketing. And his work ethic. Fucking hands down, dude. The man is admirable in his dedication to his enterprise. He takes a personality that's like sandpaper. I mean, really, Luis J. Gomez is like sandpaper. <laughs> I, I could, this guy is not likable. You know, to, to, to anybody. And that's what's so fucking funny. That's the only thing funny about him. Is how unlikable he is. And how clueless to why he's unlikable. Uh... Um, yeah, um, he takes a personality that's about, like, sandpaper, then sells that to a million of paying idiots to buy his services. Skankfest is a brilliant fucking festival. Owning the counterculture and marketing to the normal, uh, the normal fucking, you know, normal folks that aren't woke comedy fans in an industry that's so badly fucked up, you know, this average or so talent could stand out, you know, so Luis J. Gomez took the, you know, fuck it, I'm going to say what I want, you know, and, and played to that, and that was, that was brilliant, dude, brilliant, brilliant that he recognized the, the size of the market that was being, uh, abused and let down and not, not taken care of, and so by, by adopting the counterculture, by adopting the, the the brand of, you know, trying to be offensive, trying to get canceled and shit, that was a brilliant business move. Um, brilliant. And it, but I don't know, you know, it might have been you know, him thinking, you know, I've already done fucked up my chances at an ABC sitcom, uh, so this is all I can do? Or, you know, perhaps this was a calculated and, you know, sober consideration of the marketplace and just how large a marketplace for real, you know, um, no fucks given comedy is. I think, I think that in, I put myself in this category, you know, the people that just want to hear comedy, you know, and not be bashed over the head with somebody's fucking moral fucking, you know, opinions. That's what I, that's what I want, dude. I don't want, you know, I don't listen to comedy for moral fucking anything. Um, and, you know, so you hear these liberal comedians, I mean, they don't, they don't want, they don't even want you to laugh at their shit. They want you to clap or um, cheer, you know, they, 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 they're giving a political speech, basically, you know, it's got some sort of, um, I, I guess you could call them, you could call them jokes sprinkled in. But they essentially don't do comedy. They do politics under the guise of comedy. That's liberal humor, and it sucks. And it was destroying comedy. Absolutely destroying stand-up. In my opinion, it destroyed sitcoms a long time ago. And it... Yeah, it's it's just fucking... Com- I don't like comedy movies anymore, either. Um, fucking, like, Super Troopers was fucking 
so awesome, but that was like a 100% independent film. Um, and there's still some good independent films. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, so, so the, the fact that the dude made Skankfest and stuff and has done so much, dude, to just make, you know, out of nothing, I got to give him, give him credit for that. But, yeah, so liberal comedians are garbage, dude. No talent fucking... <clears throat> um, yeah, they're just shock-rocking, like, you know, like, like, like uh, Sarah Silverman, you know, she just wants to fucking say the most offensive, shocking shit that a Christian can hear, and that and she considers that comedy, the height of comedy, yeah, you know, and she says that uh, she wished Jesus was still alive so she could kill him again, oh, I'd love to sock that bitch right in her fucking mouth, dude. I would hit that woman if you could call her a woman. <clears throat> the way she talks, I don't think that that's very ladylike. But anyways, liberal common comedians are garbage, dude. No talent, fucking shock rocking, disgusting and cowardly bugging public spears. That's all they are. They want claps, hip hip hoorays, and validation of their sick defects. They list their mental illnesses, right? And they, they, they all do. Oh, I've got this, that, and the other disorder. And they play up how fragile, worthless, and pissed off they are. Um, cowards are what they are. It's what all of them are. They're just cowards, dude. Cowardly fucking nobodies, dude. And cowards are what liberal comedy pretends they to be. And they mock men, whites, the rich, the poor, maybe even some... Vanilla black joke, followed with a justification for criminals because, hey, white people suck. They don't dare make the uh, obvious and humorous ails that plague blacks as per everything entertainment, right? So, stand-up comedy is just about making uh, the obvious observations that everybody relates to and doesn't give much thought to. And pointing them out and making it, you know, in a funny way. Really, that's, that seems to be most of what a comedy sketch is about. And, and it's developed in different ways, but that's basically the gist of it. And there's different, you know, some guys tell jokes, some guys, you know, take you through a series of stories. And, like, and I like, I like both, both styles. I like stand-up you know, comedy. It was actually something I really wanted to do when I was young. Uh, my third grade teacher told me that I was an idiot and that the uh, kids weren't laughing with me. They were laughing at me. Um, not that, that, you know, that was that, you know, single event is the reason why I'm not a stand-up comedian. But I can tell you that it impacted me. I remember this thing. It's the only thing I remember her telling me. So, Miss Morgan. Mrs. Morgan. Da-da-da-da-da. <clears throat> uh, yeah, they don't dare, uh, they, um, fucking never, never would you he have hear some gentle fun aimed at Israel or Jews. They will not make fun of fucking Jews. Um, Lewis does, uh, and it's fucking funny, because it actually gets, you can tell it gets on Dave's nerves. <laughs> Which is fucking funny, um, and tells you where Dave stands. Um, yep. The joke about how sexual they, yeah. They open, damn, dude, my notes on this are terrible. <laughs> I mean, my writing. Um, yeah, so they built the brand on basically, you know, 
you know, finding this niche. It is massive, really. I think most of the country doesn't want to mix their politics and their humor. They just want comedy. Except for this 30% of Stockholm Syndrome fucking um, victims that are in love with their oppressors that just, I don't know, can't get their shit together and we're all stuck in the same boat with them. Okay. Um, and then you got, like, black comedy, I, I, I never, I never understood black comedy, dude, um, but, you know, even blacks dare not, dare not make fun of Jews, they will make fun of white people all day, every day, most of them build their entire career out of fucking making fun of whitey, um, Dave Chappelle has done a fucking bang-up job of making fun of whitey and getting paid fantastically for it. White people pay him to do it. Um, but, yeah, but you have to be a Dave Chappelle-type character to even say the very vanilla things that he says, you know. And, and you can't cancel Dave Chappelle because he's got, a, I think he owns a town, right? And he could always tour. That's the thing about these guys. They don't need the establishment. They don't need to have anything to do with the establishment or the fucking television because they can tour from city to city to city and make a living that way, you know? And they can they can deal with, you know, so it's just fucking... They can, once they go from an independent artist, you know, and they, and they you know, they, they make it big or whatever, you, you, lose, you don't get to see that artist anymore. You see the fucking... the commercial version. And it's gross. Um... All these filthy rich black comedians, right, that sell their fucking people the absolute filth ought to be boycotted. You, you people ought to boycott these black people in your community, like Little Nas X and shit. Boycott these fucking people. <clears throat> All blacks that are controlled by Jews should be mocked off fucking stage in a black comedy show. Jews love humiliating every one of the black stars, right? Every black star, every black man has to play a tranny, all of them. Even Dave Chappelle finally broke when he understood this. Dave Chappelle was talking to Oprah Winfrey about this and actually brought it to my attention. Every strong black man that makes it to Hollywood ends up in a dress on screen. Every fucking one, guys. Everyone, including Jamie Foxx, every one of them. He's spoken on the environment of Hollyweird many times, Dave Chappelle. He dare not tell the full truth, though. That, that fame and fortune are absolutely a contract that leaves open-ended demands upon the, quote, artist, right? Eddie Murphy was fucking funny and could have been a millionaire all on his own if he chose he had to choose integrity over money, drugs, sex, right? Independence is art. Art doesn't come from puppet masters with deadlines, fucking financial interests, and ownership of the commercial rights to the limited and inspired creativity of their contract slaves, right? Creativity is not bottomless, and it seems to come when, you know, you're young and idealistic and not beaten down by the world and still a bit, you know, naive about the world. Um, and there's a window for this. Eddie Murphy peaked after his second big fucking special, even whether it was raw or delirious, I don't remember. 
That was the last real Eddie, real Eddie, right? Then Eddie gets his own trilogy of action comedies, uh, Hollywood Cop or whatever. Um, watchable films. The synthesizer beat is iconic. That. That's, you know, that's iconic. Um, but he wasn't anymore, right? Um, yeah. Uh, free. He wasn't free and independent. Not anymore. His freedom is gone. He will never have free will again. You understand? He's sold his life to them. And they work for the boss. Eddie became property of the devil. Okay? Mind, body, and soul. The price paid. The debt? Eternal. They won't ever settle this debt. Many of them are not even allowed to enjoy their 30th birthdays. Most music acts have two to five tops albums in them. You know, tops. Most songwriters write their hits before they even finish fucking high school. The passion, freedom, the naivety of the evil fucking world. You know, this all fades. The industry actively destroys creativity, too. So it's, it's fucking, it's not a good environment. It doesn't inspire creativity. They ply you with yes-men, whores, drugs, and they sell the person on stardom. That They have a long career if they only get on contract. Sign on that dotted line, and it's in blood, dude. Sign the dotted line, and never even consider having a lawyer look it over. Blinded by pride, envy, self-worship, they become gods themselves. The demons all around them reinforce this by worshipping them, fucking dutifully, day and night. <clears throat> then, if the asset misbehaves, they get fucking punished. Tabloids, rumors... Um, accusations of insanity. And finally, we got, we've got conservatorship. Plainly put, court-ordered servitude and bondage. Britney Spears is a perfect example of this whole process that's been chronicled by the trash bags like TMZ and the like. Uh, man, the truth is, Britney might not even be alive. If she is, she is a slave. She is forced to tour Dance like a monkey. She's a full-blown MK Ultra victim. It appears her father has whored her out since childhood. That's why she sounds like she's five when she talks. All these damaged females show their horrid past by retaining their childlike voices, right? Marilyn Monroe, Brittany, Katy Perry. Dude, is it a coincidence that all these women keep their breathy, childlike voices? And going back to Shirley Temple. Comedy has historically been open to all brand of Americans, dude. White, black, left, right, religious, or other. All, all acts that drew a crowd could book shows. Nobody owns America's small clubs. <clears throat> <clears throat> musicians, uh, yeah, dude, music, musicians get about, like, they get a pittance from the $20 CD or vinyl copy of their work. The artists make their money touring and selling their merch. Their merch. 
the venues that they can negotiate with, right? Business owners that they care about and that care about them and that care about good entertainment for their fucking patrons. Half the country who isn't left and two-thirds of fucking America that is anti-woke. This market is open to be served and will pay for it, travel for it, and make the artists feel as welcome as can be. CDs <laughs> sit on shelves next to tons of others. Nothing, nothing special about any of them. People usually will buy one or two at a time, and they usually shop a bit and come down to a choice between artists while the artists they want to support and own their work to do so <clears throat> get royalties. They do get royalties. It is a pittance. Maybe five cents on the dollar spent. A buck per $20 copy of their inspiration, cooperation, and the magic that was captured in a bottle that they poured so much of themselves into making. And that's a deal that the uh, that they owe the owners, right? Because they don't own their music. They don't own the fucking masters. The master fucking um, studio-produced copies. They do not own those. Those are owned by the labels. And they won't give them back. Um, they're not, like, charitable people. Um, yeah. The, the masters copied and packaged... They pushed their best hope for popularity as the singers and, and, and yeah, and so they get to they get to pick the tracks that are chosen for the radio tracks, the single tracks. These are all picked by the labels, and they're done under what the labels thinks are gonna gonna be you know gonna speak to the mo the broad the broadest audience. So you may be you know niche artist and shit. You might not want to be a sellout, but they're gonna want you to sell out. They're gonna want you to sell out fast. Okay. Um, they set it the album schedule and they force the uh, scarce magic out of their assets while they're still under that first album contract. Right? They want they. They want your first contract to be a multi-album contract because they want to get all the creativity out of you before you're gone from them. The labels don't care to resign 95% of their fucking five-album contract artists. They know the money is in the first couple albums and then the group is spent by drugs, touring, and dancing on cue for fucking losers. Many one-hit wonders get killed when their songs fall from the charts dead men's art always sees an appreciation in 20, 27 years old is a very creepy fucking number a lot of fucking musicians and actors die at 27 dude unbelievably it's, it, it can't be coincidental the industry we usually obsess over is rotten to the core it eats up artists and destroys humans for sport. It uses these, quote, artists to ply the godless, gay, hedonist, atheistic agenda. They, sec they sexualize your girls. They promote absolute poison to young boys and men, especially blacks. Oh, boy. The message to blacks is simple and straightforward. Nothing matters but money and sex. Drugs are both for taking and selling. <laughs> Speaking English, having a job, or treating women well are acting white and very square.
Better to be re better to be respected by murderers and pimps in prison than be a provider for your fucking children. That's the message that they're giving to blacks, and it's coming through loud and fucking clear. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think the uh, stats prove that out. The message to whites has been a bit more subtle. Um. Yeah, it's caused a lot of suicides. The goth culture and, you know, just general depression. All parents are absent, overbearingly religious, or a straight-up molester. My age saw a major uptick in Satanists, the growth in satanic ritual and abuse. Satanic rituals and abuse began in the 80s. The satanic panic, according to the media... They fucking they, they they mocked these children, dude, for um, um, you know, telling on their fucking uh, the, the people that victimize them. Anyways, the media has championed the twisted notion that the First Amendment applies to vile, wicked, and obscene material forever. Okay, the media is of the opinion that free speech is is it means no no decency. No, no, no civil decency at all. None. Okay? Um, free speech does not mean free of standards, free from morals, free from the public consequences of flooding the market with increasingly more and more perverted and pointless smut. Okay? The First Amendment protects the marketplace of ideas. It regards public discourse as sacred and beyond the right of anyone to outlaw. It protects unpopular ideas like communism. It does not give carte blanche to pollute the minds of the innocent, nor does it protect any, quote, art. It's about political discourse, not the high definition of filming of acts. Yeah, it's, it, it is not defined by the filming of Acts that are illegal in them, them themselves, dude. Is it not illegal to pay a woman for sex? Well, I guess not when it's being filmed. You fucking retards. How the fuck does they get away with this, dude? Unbelievable. These disgusting social engineers are their assets to their to further their ends, destroy the Christian church, destroy the family, remove all morality from public, make it a hate crime to be critical of perversion, turn kids against parents, parents against each other, and all against God, right? <laughs> wow. The Commie Manifesto lists plainly what its goals are. Why they have been allowed to come to fruition, I have no fucking idea. Well, that by the pushing of boundaries, of all boundaries in our entertainment, the nation's morale decline tracks the progress in pushing mindless sexual propaganda info into the mainstream. Ugh, yuck. This phenomena is blatant in black music. Just look at the beautiful love songs of the late 50s and early 60s, then compare Sam Cooke to uh, Little Nas X, and tell me this fucking came naturally, and I will sell you a bridge. With whites, they've had to be a little bit more patient. The switch came, basically came by getting us to glorify black culture and, you know, jump on board. 
When I was young, I wanted to be a comedian. I loved stand-up, and <clears throat> I watched it all the, the time. Um, when I was a kid, Comedy Central just played stand-up comedy all day long. I remember seeing an unusual, smart, articulate, and openly conservative comedian. I found uh, D- Dennis Miller. I was fucking su- just sprung, dude. You can be smart, intellectual, and funny. Hell yes, because I was laughing, and I instantly saw a massive difference in the quality of the work. <clears throat> I've never liked black comedy. I just, I don't, dude. I never liked political comedians either. Then there's women. I haven't found a fucking funny one yet. Sorry, ladies, you're just not fucking funny. You are so much better at other things. I was starting to, to discover <clears throat> Holly Weird has a bias. <laughs> Once you're introduced to talent, you become better at spotting the fakers. You see the uh, crutches that the hacks lean on, right? You start to recognize the material as obvious and not very original. The more talent you see, the more strict you become with your judgment of the trade. Always falling back on white bashing, men bashing, or conservative shit talking, well, these crutches become glaring and unpleasing to listen to. Then I find the disparity among conservative and liberal opinions being pushed. Oh, just crazy. Jokes about killing babies become fashionable. Jokes about fucking fake, you know, faking, uh, taking something from men for daring to force them to be mothers. You know, that's bang. never a funny admission about pro-lifers being 50% women. Did y'all know that? The pro-life movement is about 50-50, dude. And men that are pro-choice don't give a fuck. They are because their women are, okay? So men in general don't... If, if they care strongly about abortion, they're pro-life. If they're, if they can, you know, if they're pro-choice, they're cucks, pussy-whip punks that do whatever the fuck their females tell them to. Um, abortion is not something men see as... They're not going to... They, they, women are single-issue voters for abortion. Men are not. So, you know, it, it, yeah. And thank God, because we need to stop brutalizing and butchering our fucking own, you know, by the tens of millions a year. It's fucking foul and it's 60 million dude we're getting to the numbers of like everybody that died in world war ii you know that's how many people we've removed from american citizenship how many of these people could have you know invented some fantastic new energy you know who knows dude who knows how many straight up geniuses we killed before they got off the ground that's the thing dude you you never know right the 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 lost potential is 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 and you you, you don't you, you can't calculate it. We can't we can't know if how many Einsteins were fucking snuffed out before they ever had a chance to put two and two together, right? We'll never have a chance to know how many fucking Da Vinci's were flushed down the toilet, you know. But I guarantee you, out of sixty million fucking babies, there were a couple geniuses in that pile. We uh we've done an awful thing, but anyways. Um, if that wasn't a rambling mess, I don't know what is. 
But Legion of Skanks has fallen off their game. Any any idea that they're just, you know, the most defensive fucking podcasting, con- you know, whatever, uh, that is just their marketing brand, and it's good marketing. It's good marketing, but that's all it is. Um, they're getting more and more guarded with every episode, less and less bold with every episode, and less and less uh, willing to just tell it like it is. I'd say Ari Shafir, the Jewiest Jew to be to ever walk the earth, is probably uh, more fucking edgy than they are. You know, he's fucking, he's, he's fucking pretty fucking. Uh, he's funny, dude. When he talks about Jews, he's fucking hilarious. <laughs> because he's fucking, he takes it. He, I think he, I think Ari Shafir gets it. I think Ari Shafir understands that if he doesn't jump on board and you know make fun of Jews, he's going to get swept up in the madness if if there's ever a problem, you know, and Jews are in danger. You know, so I, yeah, I think he's separating himself from, like, the Zionists, you know. And he just wants to be a comedian. He's he's super smart cat, you know. This motherfucker, like, he's, he's hell smart, and he's traveled the world, and no dummy. But if you make a living by speaking through a microphone and making people laugh, you can't be stupid, right? You gotta have some smarts. Or you have to be really, really fucking motivated and down to, to just be a cliche and a fucking hack. Anyways, I've gone way over time. Y'all take care. Try to make something of this. And tell me comedy is not dead. And tell me that Legion of Skanks ain't falling off their game. Huh? You got one Puerto Rican, a Jew, and a crypto Jew. And, and they, you know, if there was one single fucking Gentile white man, you know, that was dropping the N-word, you know, saying nigger, nigger, and faggot, I might pay, pay attention. But they don't, dude. They don't have a Gentile on the show unless it's Colin Terrell, a fucking actual Irishman from Ireland. <laughs> Anyways, y'all take care. Peace out.